Hi, my name is Aisha Zengin. And I'm Alex Rodriguez, and welcome back to another episode of Bone Group Banter. As always, we're here to discuss, debate, and share all things musculoskeletal. As always, to the news. Aisha, what's making you research news this week? So our first headline is prenatal exposure to plasticizer may affect male fertility in future generations. Chemicals found in a variety of routinely used consumer products may be contributing to the substantial drop in sperm counts and sperm quality among men in recent decades, a new study in mice suggests. The study found the effects of chemicals that disrupt the body's hormones called endocrine-disrupting chemicals may extend beyond more than one generation. The research results were presented at Endo 2018, the 100th annual meeting of the Endocrine Society in Chicago, the US. So our second headline is Secrets to Curly Hair Found in New Zealand Sheep. Definitely interested in this one. (laughs) And our headline comes from Science Magazine. Hair salons are filled with products that can tame curly locks or enhance them. So the question, what gives curly hair its curl, seems like one that should be easily Googleable. But there's no clear answer. So scientists decided to look at the microscopic structure of hair. They wanted to count and measure individual hair cells, and human hair was too thick for that. Enter a farm in New Zealand, where researchers sheared wool off of six merino sheep, animals with incredibly fine, naturally curly hair. They stained snippets of these samples and looked at them under a microscope. Their key finding was that for curly strands of hair, cells on the outside of the curl were much longer than cells on the inside of the curl, and in straighter hair, the outside and inside cells were more similar in length. Well, there you go. That's something that I've uh, always uh, <laughs> wanted to know. And uh, another topic that I'm interested in, of course, is, uh, is bones, but also um, what's inside the bones is, is the bone marrow. And as we get older and, and from another uh, many different uh, uh, diseases and risk factors, that bone marrow can become quite fatty, and that is the topic of today's discussion, fatty bones. So we already knew that fat could accumulate pretty much anywhere on our bodies, unfortunately. But we kind of thought our bones, at least, were a fat-free zone. Sadly, it turns out that that's not the case. Our bones are not stagnant, rock-like things. They change. Marrow, the tissue inside bones, is full of various kinds of cells, and marrow is also full of fat. When you think about it, it makes sense that bones have fat. That's what makes bone marrow such a delicacy on some menus. You're telling me. (laughs) But the way in which the bone marrow fat forms and its role in the body have both been a bit unclear to scientists. Never fear. Just like all other pudge fat, bone fat can also be blasted by exercise, according to a new study. Aside from being the hub of activity that creates bones, cartilage, immune cells and blood cells, marrow also produces fat. Marrow fat was previously thought of as a reserve in the body unaffected by exercise, the way other fatty deposits, you know, the, the, the beer gut, um, elsewhere are burned during a workout. Having a higher amount of marrow fat increases the risk of fractures and other bone problems, but a new study shows that cardio workouts like running affect bone fat as well, which is very promising. Because bone fat is encased in bone, it's not easy to study. 
So measuring the amount of fat in bone, even in mouse models, for instance, requires scientists to use small bone slices one at a time. These tedious methods have led to mixed results because bone slices don't give researchers a clear picture of the entire amount of fat in bone. For instance, the fat content in the bone of one animal model might be located in a slightly different location in a different model. This means researchers would need to study hundreds of bone slices just to get a decent measure of bone fat in one bone. That's right, Aisha. So researchers took a different approach. They figured out how to stain, so this is like colour uh, the cells with, um, with a particular type of chemical, stain the fat in bone, which allowed them to image the amount of fat using micro-CT scans. This is sort of like what we do uh, in humans, except on a smaller scale to look at our smaller bones from animals. So I'll tell you about the study. The researchers raised two different groups of mice by giving them diets starting, uh, starting a month after they were born. One group was fed a high-fat diet, which turned them into obese mice, just like in people, while the other received a normal diet that kept them lean. Then, at four months of age, half the mice from each group got a running wheel in their cage. While that might seem not seem like the most exciting gift to you and I, it turns out that mice really like to run, so it suited them just fine. The researchers then took <clears throat> excuse me, a look at the bone marrow fat from all the rodents. They found that the mice that exercised, the amount of fat and the size of fat cells in their marrow had reduced significantly. In fact, the reduction was so significant um, that fat-wise, the marrow of the obese mice was pretty much identical to those of the lean mice, even the wheel-burning, even the wheel-running lean mice. The researchers also found the mice who exercised had thicker bones and that this thickening was most pronounced in the obese mice. So basically, obesity appears to increase a fat depot in the bone, and this depot behaves very much like abdominal and other fat depots where exercise is able to reduce the size of this fat depot and burn it for fuel. And there is the added bonus of doing weight-bearing exercises, as it can at the same time build stronger and larger bones. The researchers have shown that exercises releases PLIN3, a bone microRNA or a, a particular type of um, uh, like DNA substance encoding in bone which increases the breakdown of fats. These findings indicate that marrow fat cells shrink during exercise, perhaps even providing fuel for exercise-induced bone formation. This suggests that marrow fat may be tapped as an energy reservoir to promote anabolic or building adaptations in bone. So it's still early days in the understanding of the metabolic role of bone marrow fat, and it hasn't been replicated in humans yet. There are also other things that affect marrow fat accumulation. There are, there are a lot of drugs, like medications, that people take that also affect bones. For example, steroids, such as prednisone, I'm sure most of you have heard of this, is one of the most widely used drugs in the world. You may have used it if you've got asthma, for example, and they significantly increase bone fracture. Steroids are also known to be fat-inducing. In short courses, like in, in short, um, if you take them for short periods of time, steroids are effective and don't put your bones at risk. 
but people who take steroids for long stretches of time have chronic joint pain and have a significantly greater fracture risk. Just to tell you a bit more about fracture risk when using oral steroids, a study from the UK in about 500,000 people, this is a, a very large study, looked at oral steroid users and the risk of fractures. The results of this study suggest that the risk of fractures, particularly those of the vertebral body, so this is the spine and the hip, is increased during oral steroid use, and the magnitude of this risk, so how big, how great is that risk, um, increase is related directly to the standardised daily dose of oral corticosteroid. In other words, if how much Aisha takes and how much I take might be a little bit different, so we do some special calculation, so therefore we're looking at the same unit increase in steroid use. It was also observed that fracture risk increases rapidly after the initiation of the steroid use, but reverses sharply toward normal levels after dis- discontinuation of the drug. So it seems to only be related to when you're actively taking these medications. Yeah. So even though there has been a lot of work done on the use of steroids and fractures, we don't know too much about marrow fat. I suppose we'll have to watch this space for a better understanding of marrow fat. Indeed, very exciting. So in summary, today we've spoken about how fat can accumulate in the bone, in the bone marrow that is, and this is called bone marrow fat. And animals have studied that uh, studies have shown that exercise can get rid of this fat, as we've known in humans uh, uh, for a long time. We're not too sure how all this works, as more research is, is required. And it seems that steroid use can increase fracture risk, and steroids have been known to increase the amount of um, fat deposition in people. So there's still a few, you know, join the dots uh, here that, that needs to happen. Yeah. So that's all we have time for today. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and get in touch via Twitter or email if you have any questions. Thanks for your time and see you see next you week. See you next week.